This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city. Summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it. Summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. MFS Investment Management. Our active 360 approach to fixed income goes beyond analyzing financials. We combine active security selection and risk management, striving to make the most of complex bond markets. MFS.com slash active 360. Welcome to College Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Emilio Donnell and former Fulham player Robert Wilson, who was at the Riverside Stadium for the match we're just about to talk about. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's goalless draw against Middlesbrough at the Riverside Stadium. Rob was there, and we're certainly going to get his view on what he watched. But before I do that, I'm going to welcome back Emilio to the show. Emilio? How are you doing? Looking forward to, to sharing our initial views on this match. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, hi there, Russ. Hi, Rob. But yeah, yeah, obviously, I've only seen it on the stream, so I'm keen to see what Rob saw directly yeah. there in the stadium there this afternoon. You know, get get a view on um, the internet. Obviously, that will dominate the discussion today. But uh, and also talk about maybe the character that we managed to hold on for the best part of what seventy plus minutes to grab uh, absolutely. What might be a very valuable point at the end of the season, but you know you can look at it two ways: either two points dropped if, if had there not been a sending off, but equally I think we should point games playing under you know circumstances. So yeah, I'm keen to see what Rob saw and maybe get more of an understanding of the incident. Okay, absolutely. So let's uh, bring on Rob. Rob, welcome to Cottage Talk Full Time. How you doing? And to start off with your initial view. Yeah. Uh, good evening, Russ. Good evening, Emilio. Um, yes. Um, Travelling back from a, a very cold riverside, uh, I'm going back fairly happy that we've, um, you know, we showed a different side of us today. I thought it was a very uh, courageous and, and, and workmanlike performance, 
especially tra uh, you know with 65 minutes of 10 men. Uh, the penalty incident, I, I, I've only seen it the once. My initial thought was it, it looked a bit harsh, but my wife, uh, my wife was sitting next to me, and she said straight away it was he, he had his hands up, and it was a straight red. So, yeah. um, you know, I'd have, I'd have to uh, bow down to her uh, superior eye knowledge than mine. <laughs> um, but I think, I think after that, I, I, I thought we reacted very, very well, and. You know, we'd started the game on the front foot in them first sort of 20 minutes, a couple of half chances. Cavalero should have done a little bit better when he got in right. behind a couple of times. Okay, excellent, Rob. All right, let me ask you this, because um, what I watched was after the sending off of Merrick Rodak, I, I saw, like you said, a different side of Fulham, a side that I think can help them moving forward because they know that they can – basically play down a man and be competitive. And I want to ask you this because I think Fulham were much better in the second half and they created opportunities. What do you think was the difference between, say, the sending off in the 20th minute and the end of going through that first half and the performance in the second half? Because it just seemed like Fulham were creating many more opportunities in the second half with with the limited – chances that that they would get with the ball so I'm curious what you think is the difference in the performance in the second half because I thought it was a little bit different than the first half yeah I think I think that uh, initial sort of 15 20 minutes before half time you know when you have a man sent off I mean Scott probably didn't get a chance as much as he sent information on via a paper to tell the lads what formation to result to I think the, the 15 minutes at half time, he probably sat down and went through, and they did change it. We looked we looked a little bit more compact, uh, and as you say, on the counter attack, I thought we were outstanding in Kearney and and Joe Bryan especially, yep. uh, and Reed Reed on the other side again was uh, you know was was a threat just coming in off the line, uh, and Mitro was you know doing a lonesome job up there on his own. I thought it was absolutely he was he was out of this world, I thought, in terms of just holding the ball up and, 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 and you know, keep bringing lads into play. And like you say, if a little bit, a bit more uh, cutting edge in that final third on a couple of them breakaways when it was just nearly the final ball and obviously Tom put, uh, put uh, Joe in for, the, for a beautiful cross just not long after, 15, yep. 20 minutes in the second half and Mitro had that great header, probably hits the target, it's a goal, you know. So, um, yeah, as you say, I think the side of it we saw today that we dug a bit deep. Um, you know, we defended with our with our lives. We put our bodies on the line. I thought, that, you know, that all all eleven players and, and the substitutes that came on, I thought, you know, did an absolute fantastic shift. And um, you know, like you say, that's a point probably gained probably come the end of the season. Right. I know uh, in the cold of the day you might think it'd be two loss, but I think it's a point gain rather than two lost. Okay. I want to go back to Mitro because I'm glad that you mentioned him because one of the things that stood out for me, and Gentleman Jim talked about this on the broadcast, Rob, is I think it's uh, not talked about enough how much he helps out defensively, especially on set pieces. And because uh, he really attacks it and he makes a difference defensively. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. I want to get your thoughts on that because I think he made a difference, especially being down a man in some critical situations defensively yeah I mean obviously the way we play and, and the way we mark up for corners and free kicks is is like a zonal system that Scott uses and 
a metro along with uh, Reem and Mawson. I've got the license to, you know, they have a starting position, but they attract space when that ball is coming into the area. And like you say, more times than not, Mitro's always there to, you know, really, you know, he's very strong in the air, both uh, going forward and defensively. And he, he does attack the ball. And, and today he won, he won many, many headers, you know, for us uh, in, in our box, as well as, you know, fighting a fantastic lone battle up there on his own and winning headers and bringing it down on his chest when he was getting continually fouled by uh, both their centre-halves. But, yeah, he... Uh, he has put a very, very good shift in today, I think. Okay, excellent. Emilio, you had a couple of topics you wanted to bring up here, so go ahead, my friend, that you want to speak to Rob about. Yeah, absolutely. If we turn to sort of, obviously, I agree with everything that Rob said. You know, at the end of the day, we, we had to dig deep. We had to, to, to fight and battle to get that point. And to be honest, you know, middle are a poor team, so if that's the best they can do against a 10-man team, then I, you know, I fear for them this team, and that's not our problem, but Again, it showed that we had good organisation there and we've got enough depth there that to be able to you know, keep things tight and not, not give too much away. But if I look at the starting lineup, Rob, as well, obviously Knockhart on the bench. Now, that's obviously probably a talking point. On, on Wednesday night when I was there, he was, he was substituted in the second half. And I initially, I, didn't, I saw a reaction from him that he wasn't, he wasn't best pleased when he was substituted on Wednesday night. But equally, I thought well, when you're 3-1 up, you, you, know, you rest for your key players for the match on Saturday. But to see Mochi on the bench today, what, were your, what was your thoughts there? He hasn't been on yeah. the top of his board game in the last few weeks, but what do you think? Yeah, no, I think he has been carrying a bit of a knock by what I've been gathered uh, for the last two or three weeks. He has had a little bit of a, an ankle knock. Yeah, he's not. Um, he's flitted in and out games. Um, yeah, I was... I was a bit surprised that he uh, he wasn't starting, but then again, you know, the ladders come on the other night and did did quite well and, mm-hmm. and, and showed enough to make a start. But you know, in his first 25 minutes, unfortunately today, never really got going into the game. And and, and the way I think Scott wanted to play it a little bit more narrow than um, mm-hmm. than he probably would have done like he did the other night. But um, yeah, hey, listen, it's a it's a team, it's a squad game, yeah. and I think. Um, I think even when he came on, he showed he showed flashes and glimpses that you know he wasn't sulking because he was substitute. He came on and ran around like he normally does, and he was just hoping that he would have that one bit of magic when he got the ball at his feet, 25 yards out. But he obviously blazed it over. Um, but you know, it's it, it is going to happen. I mean, players are going to dip in and out in terms of uh, selection with Scott. And I mean, just because they're um, you know, they're high-paid players in a squad game. I think it will rotate them because it's a very long season and it's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. It's relentless. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> OK, then then the other point, well, let's talk a bit more about the actual incident itself, the sending off of road that now. You know, I saw the circumstances, you know, from the TV camera, don't get the full, from a, a full view, but you know, obviously Joe Bryan looked in no man's land for me, so I think, I think we were exposed. On you know out wide at the time, but what do you, what was your initial reaction when you saw Rodak? Yeah, I was in line. Yeah, my initial thought that I thought he was offside. Um, the lad in the middle, of the centre forward, was definitely offside. I'd love to see it again because I, I, my initial thought that he must be offside when he he seemed to be so far in front of Joe. Um, I mean, obviously the keepers made a decision to come, and you know, and he's he's never going to just get there and to clear the ball without a guy having the touch. As I said, my first thought, I thought he he leant back. I thought he hit him sort of 
chest or, yeah. or upper chest to the right. My wife thinks that he did actually raise his hands. I thought the referee was in a, uh, you know, a position that was a long way away, and I don't think the linesman gave any inclination what, what, what part of the body is. So I think the referee's made a decision on his own. So it'll be interesting to uh, view the replays tonight. But um, yeah, obviously it was a game changer in 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 the, mm. in the terms that it stopped us probably going on to possibly win the game if we'd have had eleven. You know. Well, that was gonna yeah. something I was gonna ask you, Rob. Sorry to, to cut in here, because. Um, <laughs> One of the last things I want to bring up to you, but there's another topic I want to bring up as well, is do you feel that we would have won this match? Because I do. Just from the early stages of this match, if we did not have that situation, I think we would have won that match at the Riverside Stadium. I thought, again, man for man, Fulham looked like the better side in early stages. And I don't think if – I think if Rodak doesn't get sent off, I think Fulham get all three points. Yeah, I, I agree totally. I, I, and I think they would have probably won it comfortably. Um, I saw enough in that first 20, 25 minutes that we're, we always know we're going to have plenty of the ball. And I, I looked at them even for the last 65 minutes. You know, they didn't show enough to me that no. they'd, have, they'd have threatened us with, with uh, 11 men. Never mind, you know, they didn't do a, <laughs> a great deal with 10 men, you know. Um, we were totally fairly comfortable in letting them have the ball in front of us. Marcus has not had too many saves to make, you know. Uh, clear-cut chances. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, it, it is a game-changer, but, you know, you can't fault the lad. He's, uh, he's made a decision. It's, yeah. it's cost him. And, and and fair dues, Marcus has come on, and, again, he's one that got salt, and, you know, he got dropped, and he's come on, and he's he's played his part in um, gaining as a, va- a valuable point. He did, Rob, and it's funny, because I wanted to ask you about Marcus, because one of the things that I noticed, and maybe this is the situation, and also maybe a maturation a little bit of a goalkeeper because, again, listen, he's made some mistakes this season that I think have cost Fulham points. But I've also noticed something in this match that I want to get your thoughts on. He seemed to command his box fairly well in this match, was basically really coming for the ball when he needed to come, and I thought that was a very positive sign in a very difficult situation. He looked in control down a man, and uh, you know maybe he was seizing this opportunity to get back in with, with the club, and maybe it calmed him down because for some reason he looked confident in this match. Yeah, yeah, he took he took uh, he took quite a, a number of crosses. I think he missed one. I thought if I can remember, he came for one. Yep. It might have been a corner uh, late on 15, 10, 15 minutes ago, and he he, he missed it completely. He was <laughs> under a bit of pressure. It went out the back post there, but I think that was the only one he he literally did. Um, you know, look a bit indecisive, but as you say, um, yeah, he has cost us a few goals this season, and he and he's and he's kept us in a few games this season. You know, where he's made critical. He is what he is. He's a very good shot stopper. Um, under pre- under pressure, I think he he, he flaps a bit on crosses, and um, you know, and I'm not so sure he's as comfortable with the ball the way we like to play out from the back. As I mean, I've only seen Rodak a couple of times, and he looks, he looks, he looks comfortable. And um, but yeah, as you say, he came on a difficult situation today, where you know, if he comes on and 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 we lose the game, you know what I mean? He he probably don't get his place. The lad will get his one game suspension, and then he might straight be back in. But he, you know, he's definitely come back today and 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 proved to Scott that you know he wasn't sulking because he got dropped last uh, during the week and. 
you know, the shirt's up for grabs again between the pair of them, which is nice <laughs> for healthy competition. Sure, very good there. Milo, anything else you want to ask Rob? No, I think we've covered uh, a lot today. I think, again, the goalkeeper situation is going to be people who sit in the road that camp and there are those who sit in the best nanny camp. I, you know, I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm glad he was dropped in midweek. I think he was justified. But, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes you have to take your opportunities as they come. So, Rodak, I think I agree with Rob on, on Wednesday night. His distribution out of defence was a lot more smoother and a lot more direct than what Marcus was, was we saw with Marcus for the best part of the season. So that, that's something we, we should be mindful of. But at the same time, okay. you know, Rodak maybe made a mistake today. He was a little bit reckless on paper and looking from, from the angle I saw the incident. And, you know, it looks like Marcus will take this opportunity and needs to grab it with both hands. Otherwise, it's going to be a bit like Larkies and goalkeepers coming in and out for various reasons. So we, it's good to have competition, but we need some stability and start stabilising that defence because that defence is still a little bit wobbly. I know we won't trouble too much today, but right. better teams will hurt us. And uh, so we just need to just keep that in our back of our minds as well. Okay, excellent. Rob, one final thing that I want to ask you about it. You're on with um, Gordon Davis back over the summer, and both of you really b- believed at the time that Fulham could win automatic promotion. So I'm going to ask you now. We are into October. Have you changed your mind at all? No, I've not changed my mind. Uh, I mean, the results don't, don't lie in the table and the position we're in at the moment. I mean, I think this division as a result have panned out during the week on the Tuesday before we went into Wednesday's game proved that anything can happen. Um, I've not really seen fully most of the results of today's uh, today's results. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, no one's actually, you know, running away with it, and I don't think they will do. Um, you know, the likes of Leeds and West Brom uh, and ourselves, I, I think, uh, are three that will be fighting for that top two two places. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm still pretty confident with a, you know, going into um, going into Stokes game last week, we were six games unbeaten. I think Scott yep. got it totally totally wrong that day. Uh, you know, if he if he if he were honest, he made the wrong selection in terms of the formation. Totally agree. Um, he, he resulted back to the normal on Wednesday, and as much as the scoreline flattered Luton, I thought, you know, there were signs there that you know we. We are good at four three three, and and I think that's uh, that's a lesson that um, hopefully Scott's realised that he can't tinker. He, I think he thinks about uh, you know a bit too much sometimes about teams who we're playing, rather than just us imposing ourselves and going to Stoke with a four three three and you know let getting on the front foot, which what what we should have done. That's very interesting. That you said that and, and I still yet... believe that we'll get automatic. Well, that's good to hear. And what's interesting, I watched uh, Leeds United today play Sheffield Wednesday. And i got to be honest with you, I don't see either side better than Fulham. I, I think Fulham were the better side when they played against Sheffield Wednesday. I feel that same way against West Brom. I know the results don't say that. You know, obviously draws against both teams. But there isn't a team out there, Rob, that scares me. So I kind of understand where you're going. I don't see a, a Wolves. I don't, I don't see a team like that. In fact, that's why I feel that Fulham have a good chance to still win automatic promotion. It's still early in the season, but I was just curious to get your uh, thoughts on that right now because you said it over the summer, so you're still basically on par with that. That's great. All right. Well, listen, Rob, thank you so much for joining us on your way home from the Riverside Stand. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, no problem. Lovely to speak to you, Russ, and you, Emilio. No problem. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Speak to you soon. Well, listen, that's going to do it for this episode of College Talk full-time. For my co-host, Emilio Donnell, and our special guest, Rob Wilson, former phone player, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Meet Allison, teammate at Truist Bank. Hi. She was born to care, and she always had your back. You could say that. Like that time back in the mid-'80s when she spotted Stacy Kaminsky with her new perm, and a car was coming, about to hit a puddle. So Allison jumps in front of the splash, just in time to protect Stacy's fresh curls. Look, I had to do it. A wet perm just doesn't work. Today, Allison's a teammate at Truist, the bank that starts with care. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Learn more at truist.com care. Truist Bank, member FDIC. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.